summoners, welcome to, no to another episode of Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Ilya Alador, and I am flying solo today, and I am here to tell you a little story. So, as uh, some of you who follow the show on Twitter or are in the Discord may know, I ran a poll to see who you were most interested in as Phaeology listeners. I put uh, Asbel, Ronan, Sarah, and Veld on it, because Miranda's boring. And I uh, said, okay, go ahead, vote for your favorite. Who would you like me to do an episode on? Now, the reason for this was, you know, Deku was visiting his girlfriend. He was out of the count. Uh, Joel's working on a million projects. He couldn't really do an episode. Uh, and Jackal just got done editing the two-hour-long episode that I put up yesterday. So I figured, hey, you know what? Let's give the poor guy a break. <laughs> so uh, I thought, I'll go ahead. I'll cover this stuff. I'll briefly go over the units and then... I'll go real in-depth on one character you guys are most excited for. And what do I find uh, after I close the poll? I find that Jackal went, and he did the entire thing himself. He already covered all these new Thracia units, and... Uh, <laughs> whoops. Now I have to come up with something else. Never fear. I will, uh, I will manage. So... According to the poll on Twitter, the two units you're most excited for, uh, number one... By a very disappointing landslide with Sarah. And number two is Veld. Uh, I, I'm genuinely surprised. I thought uh, Asbel and Ronan would get more support. Uh, I'm disappointed because I would much rather talk about Asbel and Ronan. Uh, but I'll go ahead and talk about Sarah today. Uh, give you a little bit more insight on her. Uh, less from a unit perspective in Faye, just because that episode is also coming out later, at least where Jacko will talk about these units. So I'll go ahead and I'll just do a little bit of a, of a character episode. I'll talk about them a little bit in Heroes because, of course, this is a Heroes podcast. And so, you know, Heroes is important here. <laughs> but we will be going over uh, Sarah as, a, as a, a character and Veld a little bit since he was the runner-up. And because I think uh, it works really well together. I don't think there's ever any other time where I'm going to talk about Sarah or Veld. So, may as well cover them both here at once. And, uh, yeah, go from there. So, without further ado, here's the episode covering uh, Sarah and Veld. Hope you enjoy. Quick note before I begin. I have, uh, since then, listened to Jackal's episode. Uh, and I have decided that his approach of talking about it and then making you go to Phoenix Master is far better. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is going to be entirely lore-based, and uh, I even I even had Deku preview this one, so you know it'll be okay. <laughs> Alright, so, to begin, to undo stone, Velden Sarah. Fire Emblem Heroes contains many villains. I seem to start off every episode... Uh, about Laura in this exact same way, but the point of this particular intro is to highlight how despite having so many villains, we're actually missing a lot of final bosses. For now, for Marth's games, we do not have uh, Medius, we don't have the Fire Dragon, uh, or Nergal from Blazing Blade, we don't have Formortis as a standalone character, we just have Erica's route, Fallen Leon, and that's hardly the same thing. We don't have a Shira, we don't have a Nankos, and from Three Houses, the only final boss we have is from Claude's Realm. The rest are still not in the game, unless you want to count duo heroes, and even then it's a different form. Uh, we have Duma and Grima and Julius and Ashnard, so we have a lot of really big bosses in the series, but a big villain I feel we're missing is a man by the name of... Manfroy. 
much like how Garnef is a super big enemy, despite not being the actual final boss of his game, so, uh, also with like Nergalan, FE7, and Baladar, and Awakening, and Hubert, and this is just a character archetype, which is not the focus of the episode in the slightest, Manfroy is the one who rebirthed Loptus. His cunning plunged the continent of Dugral into a holy war and revived an ancient evil, the terrors of which would bring the continents to its knees. Few foes in Fire Emblem history have been as awesomely powerful as Loptus and his host Julius, but the man who put it all together was Manfroy, a dark bishop of extreme intelligence and malice. Manfroy is one of the most dangerous and successful villains the series has ever known, and were it not for his overconfidence in the final act of FE4, the world may have been lost to his schemes. This episode is the story not of Manfroy, but of his work. Two beings who sprang from him, one as a follower in his dark cult, and one being actually a biological ascendant. The story of the Dark Bishop Veld and Sarah the Sage, the Petrified Tome, and the Kia Staff. This episode is not meant to focus either on Loptus uh, nor Manfroy, so properly setting the scene for Veld is a bit difficult because I don't want to linger on them too long. The gist is, once Manfroy has efficiently, uh, effectively brought all of Jogral to heal, uh, he puts Veld in charge of the entire Munster district, which is uh, the place with Thracia and Leonster, which is where Trevant and Quan are from, basically, respectively. Uh, in this capacity, prior to the Battle of Belhalla, and more to the point, the Eid Massacre, where Quan Nethlin died and Baby Altena was taken by Trevant, uh, Veld is actually the one who gave King Trevant information about Quan Nethlin's whereabouts. He's the one who led to the death of Leif's parents and the, abdu the uh, abduction of his sister, the loss of his country, and the holy weapon it possessed. All of it. He is truly a fitting final boss for Lord Leif. So, Dugdral falls to Manfroy, and Veld is in charge of Munster. Child hunts are routine. It's a terrible time for the people of Munster. Uh, and Veld honestly couldn't care less. All he does is in service of Loptus. There's a foe in Thracia named Raedric. Uh, he's the Duke of Munster. Basically, he's the political pawn that was put in place uh, once Loptus took over. Veld is his true superior, and uh, Raedric's tale is not a fortunate one as a result. <laughs> Things start off well, you know, he's able to capture Nana and Merida, then Leif and Ivo, also Lifus, but no one cares about him right now. Uh, Raedric is really flying high until Veld shows up, intending to give Veld a, uh, a good show. Raedric throws Ivo and Nana into a coliseum with many gladiators to hunt them down. He and Veld sit back to enjoy the show, and then things go south. See, Sed's group of freedom fighters, called the Magi, have come and they helped Leif and Lifus to escape, who in turn go to rescue Evil and Nana. However, Evil has a cool thing, uh, only she has an entire game, called uh, Plot Armor, and she's actually invincible for the first part of FE5. Through the power of plot armor and being a promoted unit in the first 10 chapters of a Fire Emblem game, Evil begins tackling the gladiators one by one. Veld gets uh, suspicious, uh, Raedric gets nervous, and then Leaf shows up and his crew unlock the door that was keeping Nana and Evil hemmed in. Uh-oh. <laughs> Invincible one and her power children coming for Raedric, and that is not a fun place to be. Fortunately for the big clown, Veld is here, and he is ready, and he he's honestly j he's just not having it. So dust to dust, stone to stone.
With a single cast from his petrified tome, Ivo is nothing more than a statue. Leaf and his crew are all shocked and horrified. Indeed, this is the first time such a weapon appears in the entire Fire Emblem series, and it undoubtedly shocked many players the first time they witnessed its awesome power. It, uh, it didn't reappear as a weapon again until Fire Emblem 8, where it was much weaker, uh, though I think more fun to steal. Other than Fire Emblem 5 and Fire Emblem 8, it has remained untouched until Heroes brought Veld back into the scene. Veld was a truly evil man, one who burned whole villages just to demonstrate his power. He caused the deaths of many innocents and soldiers alike, as all were nothing but pawns in his big game. However, against this man who possessed the terrifying weapon capable of sealing life away within rock, a single soul could dare to stand. For you see, though Petrify could turn living beings to mere stone, there existed a staff to undo it. A regalia staff, capable of being used only by the bloodline of Manfroy, and to wield it a young girl, the granddaughter of Manfroy himself, who wished to stand against the darkness however she could. Sister Sarah was the daughter of a man who was murdered, killed by none other than his own father. Manfroy killed his own son soon after his child was able to father Sarah. She was born into the world with only one parent and a grandfather who is the epitome of evil. She hated Manfroy for what he did to her father. And though she would never be able to topple her grandfather on her own, she did have one ability. She could wield the Kia staff which would allow beings of stone to come back to life, freed from the clutches of Petrify. The board is set, the pieces are ready. Veld and Petrify stand in the way of Leaf in a truly free monster district, with Sarah at his side ready to support him however she can. Let us break away from the story for a moment to briefly describe Veld and Sarah as they are in 3CO776 as units. Veld is the final boss. Now, putting it bluntly, uh, he sucks. <laughs> he really isn't much of a challenge at all. As far as final bosses go, if he isn't the, the single easiest one to defeat in the entire series, he's got to be close. Uh, however, the, dis the, the challenging thing with Veld is not actually defeating him, it's getting to him. Heroes showed this very well with his Grand Hero Battle Map. I heard a lot of people say it was tough, uh, so even though I didn't really uh, have any trouble with it, you know, me and my Arden, I understand many struggled to beat it on higher difficulties, and that's a great reflection of the final map of Thracia, where you wish to defeat Veld, you gotta jump through a ton of hoops. He has the most uh, elaborate final boss stage ever. Uh, to even get to him, you have to break into a ton of other rooms and then defeat really powerful opponents. Honestly, I beat Thracia, but if you threaten me to either, hey, describe how to beat the last chapter of Thracia or lose my Fey account, I start setting up a new Nintendo ID. It's just too weird, and without a walkthrough, man, <laughs> I, I can't even begin to say how it goes. I didn't look it up because it's just, it would not make sense unless you're playing it, and if you're playing it, it probably makes less sense. So, anyway, remember Raedric? Well, Vel gave him the Loptus Sword, which is a crazy strong uh, blade. Uh, defeating Raedric isn't enough, though, because this is an Effie game that has dead lords. If you know what dead lords are, you understand where this is going. If you don't know what dead lords are, I would really love to cover them in another episode because they are really cool pieces of Effie lore and you should probably know about them. Anyway, Raedric comes back as a dead lord and you fight him again on Veld's map. He is one of the, of, I believe, six dead lords who you have to deal with in order to, to uh, defeat Veld.
Depending on your actions in the game, actually, so is Sarah. Uh, either way, Veld can only be bested once going through quite the ordeal. However, he's actually pretty trivial. Uh, units like Galsus, who honestly should be in Fey, uh, said, or uh, any any number of, you know, anyone you have trained well, any well-trained unit can probably defeat him without any uh, real challenge. In fact, if you have a staff unit named Tina, and she has uh, max magic, and she stands on a tile that grants a magic buff, which exists on that map, uh, you can actually steal the Petrify Tome right out of Veld's hands using the Thief Staff. Uh, one word of warning, if you're fighting Sarah instead of fighting as Sarah, if Veld is able to Petrify Leaf, uh, it's a soft lock, since you can't win without Leaf, but you can't turn him back from stone without Sarah. So that's Veld in a nutshell. He's not very strong, uh, but his tome and his map are really tricky and really annoying. Now on to Sarah. Sarah is a staff unit. Now, a lot of people think, who's stronger? This uh, Dark Bishop final boss or this uh, sister who's a staff unit? Uh, so most people are going to say, hey, Final Boss has to be stronger. Uh, and those people have not played Thracia. <laughs> uh, people who have played Thracia, this is an automatic sign she's good. Being a staff unit is awesome. Uh, to elaborate, Thracia has incredible staves. Warp, rewarp, silence, torch, rescue, barrier. The list actually goes on. <laughs> Healing staves can miss or they can cast twice. Who knows? Thracia is just bonkers. And that's my only explanation. Either way, staff units are great in this game. And Sarah comes with base B rank and staffs. She can already use a lot of the good ones. Once she promotes, she gains an automatic A rank, which is the highest it goes. She can use all of them. She can use every non-perf staff in the game. Except I think there's only two perf staffs, uh, which are Thief and Kia. And she can actually use Kia. She just can't use a Thief staff because that's team exclusive. Anyway... She's good, and she also has some deadly skills. She has Wrath, which guarantees crits on counterattacks, Paragon, or Elite, which doubles her experience growth, which uh, faster experience growth in uh, Fire Emblem Heroes is terrible. In actual Fire Emblem, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, she has Miracle, which makes it more difficult to land hits against her when she's at low HP, and upon promotion, she gets Adept, which allows for continual strikes when you have high speed. So basically, you can just keep on attacking... Because why not? Uh, speaking of high speed, Sarah's stats make it incredibly likely uh, she will cap speed and magic and skill without any trouble at all. You can use scrolls to boost her up more if you want, but she can function just fine without them. If you don't know what scrolls are, they are basically uh, items you can hold in your inventory that buff your growth rates. That's the best way to describe them. They do some other stuff, but that's the gist of them. Uh, she has mean combat potential, and her staff utility makes her a very valuable unit to have on your side. <sighs> so, one more thing about Sarah. I don't have anything scripted for this. I don't know why. I just neglected to script it, but I'm going to shoehorn it in now. Sarah also has the ability to somehow sort of read your mind or your heart. And her forging bonds went into this a little more. The only real instance of this appearing in, the, in Thracia, as far as I know, is on the B route of Thracia, because there's a route split, you can go A route or B route. On B route, she walks up to Leaf, and she knows like everything about who he is, who his family was, even though they'd never met before. That's kind of it. <laughs> also, there's there's some stuff kind of like that here or there, but she, she has this weird power, and honestly, I feel like 
in a remake, I would like to see that be explored more because, you know, it could be neat. The way uh, she interacted with other heroes and her Forging Bonds event was, was uh, pretty cool. So how does the story end? That, Summoners, is entirely up to you. You can recruit Sarah and use her abilities to undo Veld, or you can skip recruiting her or leave her behind along the way and see her reborn to fight you as an enemy. You can leave Veld there, King of's Castle and Munster, or you can take up arms as Leaf and his allies and see the land freed of Veld's influence. Thracia 776 is an older game to be sure, and it has some strange mechanics that can really show what an oddball entry it is into the series. However, it's got a good story, a really relatable lord. I feel like Leaf is one of the most underrated lords in the series just because few people have actually played Thracia. And an adventure truly worthy of the title, Fire Emblem. I think it's worth giving a play if you have the time, and I hope you enjoy it and uh, the cast you meet along the way. Summoners, that's about all I've got for you. Hopefully you liked a little bit more of an in-depth look on who Sarah and Veld were. I'm still flabbergasted. You would rather hear me talk about Sarah and Veld than uh, Azabel and Ronan. Uh, sorry, I said Azabel. I mean Azabel. Azabel and Ronan. That's, uh, that's silly of me. But you know what? M more power to you uh, as the people who get to decide my fate in this cruel world. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do so through the subreddit of r slash Phaeology. You can, you can uh, email the show directly at phaeology at gmail.com. Like the chat, you can do so with us. Uh, me on Discord at Iliador hashtag 3320. Deku at DekuNut hashtag 7422. And Joel at lowercase J-O-W-E-L-B-G hashtag 8486. Remember, you can send the show uh, your voice messages at anchor.fm slash slash message. Please do it. It's fun to hear. And it's quite surprising when it happens. Uh, lastly, if you appreciate the show and want to support it, you can uh, do that through Anchor and Anchor.fm slash Phaeology to show your Phaeology spirit for as little as a dollar a month. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Uh, and remember to schedule another appointment with your Phaeologists real soon. Uh, Twitter pages in the show notes. There's my my Twitter page, which no one's ever going to check out because who cares. There's Jackal's Twitter page, which is amazing. Go uh, follow Jackal. And the show's Twitter page, where you can keep up to date with any other polls I launch if I ever get over my disappointment for Sarah winning this. There's an invite to the Research and Development Discord server down there. And uh, that's about all I've got. Upcoming episodes, we have an episode from Mori covering seasonal weapons. Very fun. Look forward to that. Uh, the dissertation, it has evolved somewhat, and I believe we're we're entering the eleventh hour on that. So, be excited. Anything else? I can't think of anything else. So, with that, I say, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Take care.